I'm Karen Morgan, and this is the Purple Bike Podcast. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about the year 2015. Some cool things happened in 2015. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote a little musical based on the life of Alexander Hamilton after he read Ron Chernow's biography about the late founding father. That little musical show came out in 2015. It's called Hamilton. Do you think anyone bought a ticket? My daughter and I got to see Hamilton in 2018, and it was worth the three-year wait. In 2015, Game of Thrones fans, including me, witnessed the death of Jon Snow in the final moments of season five. Oh no, is he really dead? I think he might come back to life. Tell us, HBO. But the most important event of 2015, to this podcast anyway, is that I got my next purple bike, which means that this is the last episode of season one of the Purple Bike Podcast. This is crazy. Don't worry, I'm coming back with season two in September, but for now, let's sort of talk about the year 2015 and where we started. If you will recall, episode one was about 1975 because that was the year that I got my first purple bike. That was the Huffy with the big handlebars and the sparkly banana seat. And we've covered every year since 1975 for 40 years up to 2015 when I got my next one, which is the Purple Trek Road Bike. And I think the best way to share the story of me getting the second Purple Bike is by playing this clip from my Dry Bar comedy special. Um, I also I like to ride bikes. My husband bought me a bicycle last year for my birthday. He's a really sweet guy. He said, go to the bike store, just pick out whichever one you want, and that I'll buy that for your birthday. So I went to the bike store, walked in there. This very nice young man named Curtis waited on me. He's maybe 22, maybe 23 years old, young guy. He said, okay, try out your bike, go out in the parking lot. If you like it, come back and tell me. So I rode this bike in the parking lot, came in. I said, Curtis, I like this bike. I want to buy this bike, but I don't like this bicycle seat. It hurts me. And he said, oh, not a problem. We can change out the seat. So he runs to the back room and he comes back with another seat, another really uncomfortable looking seat that looks just like the one I just got off of, except this one has a groove down the middle, very narrow groove. And he said, see, this one's for girls. I said, yes, Curtis, this one's for girls, young, virtuous girls. I'm neither young nor virtuous. I've created three human beings inside my body. And I have pushed them out of the part of my body that's going to be sitting on this bicycle seat. So what I'm going to need you to do for me, Curtis, is get me some wide seat preferably with some sort of soothing gel insert. (laughs) Because this part of my body needs a vacation, Curtis. (laughs) And Curtis turned bright red and ran away. (laughs) And he came back with the owner of the store, who was a guy like my age, And the guy says to me, Curtis says you have a question. (laughs) It's like, yes, I have a question. I like this bike. I want to buy this bike. I don't like this bicycle seat. It hurts me. Can I get another one? He said, how many kids do you have? (laughs) And I said, three. 
He said, I'll be right back. Comes back with the holy grail, the big, soft bicycle seat with a soothing gel insert. He said, here, I think you'll like this seat. My wife, Barbara, has this seat. I think she's in your walking group. We did have some cool music in 2015. The number one song was Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars. Twenty fifteen was the first year that we heard a lot of the weekend. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out that the guy's name is the weekend. It's just confusing. Forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a day. Adele came out with the amazing hello. Sang about X's and O's. One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. Cause I'm the best baby that they never gotta keep. One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. They always wanna come, but they never wanna leave. And Silento was urging everyone to do the whip and the nay-nay. Just for the record, I have done neither one. There were some pretty cool TV shows that debuted in 2015. I really enjoyed Bloodline. That was a Netflix series. It had three seasons altogether. And a pretty big cast that included Kyle Chandler, our UGA alum friend. And it's about a family in Isla Mirada, Florida, who just continually made some bad decisions. Just one after another. They even put on the show poster, we're not bad people, but we did a bad thing. And yes, they did. And then they continued to make stupid decisions, but it was really fun television to watch. Life in Pieces debuted in 2015. My daughter and I really liked this one. This is a sitcom about an extended family with different segments and different storylines. So there's different parts of the family, there's different pieces of the TV show, and that's why it's called Life in Pieces. I really liked it. It had James Brolin, Diane Wiest, and Colin Hanks. F is for Family debuted in 2015. This is an animated series that was created by comedian Bill Burr, and it's very funny. It's about a dysfunctional family, and my buddy Al Ducharme is the voice of Anthony.
And now we come to my favorite show that debuted in 2015, which is one of my all-time favorites, so I'm so glad that this is on the last episode of season one. Shit's Creek debuted in 2015. I just think it's really cool to have this show for this episode since we started so long ago, back in the 1970s, talking about Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara on SCTV. And then this whole podcast series, we've been sort of talking about them in different movies. And now we get to this episode and they are both starring in Schitt's Creek. If you haven't seen it, Schitt's Creek is a Canadian sitcom that was created by Eugene Levy and his son, Dan Levy. It aired in Canada from 2015 to 2020. It had 80 episodes altogether over six seasons. Now, the series came to Netflix after its third season, and that's when it really took off here. Schitt's Creek follows the Rose family. Johnny Rose, played by Eugene Levy, Moira Rose, played by Catherine O'Hara, along with their adult children, David, who is played by Dan Levy, and Alexis, who's played by Annie Murphy. Now, this family is this rich sort of uh, entitled family, and they lose all their money and have to move to Schitt's Creek which is a small town that they once bought as a joke. And now they have to live in a motel and they're poor and it's hilarious. Schitt's Creek has a bit of a cult following for people like me who are picky about comedy and picky about comedy writing. It has won tons of awards in both Canada and the U.S. After its final season, the series swept all seven major comedy awards at the Primetime Emmys. Dan Levy received Outstanding Comedy Series Writing and Director for a comedy series, and then Schitt's Creek set a record for winning all four major acting categories. Catherine O'Hara won for Lead Actress, Annie Murphy won for Supporting Actress, Eugene Levy won for Lead Actor, and Dan Levy won for Supporting Actor. Schitt's Creek also set a new record for the most Emmy wins by a comedy series in a single season. All of these awards are well-deserved. Schitt's Creek will always have a special place in my heart. It is funny. It is well-written. It makes you feel good about people. And I think I have seen the whole thing maybe three times now. This show is one of the things that got me through the pandemic last year because I would just watch it over and over and laugh. That and making this podcast. So it is very fitting that Schitt's Creek is my favorite TV series of 2015. Okay, now let's talk about the movies of 2015. Now, normally I put my favorite one at the end, but this time my favorite one is at the beginning because it was number one at the box office, and it is Star Wars The Force Awakens. This movie made a billion dollars worldwide in the first 12 days it was out. I think it is so fitting that this film brings the whole movie story of this podcast full circle from Star Wars that we talked about way back in 1977 and how I'm such a Star Wars nerd. The Force Awakens is the first installment in the Star Wars sequel trilogy that follows Return of the Jedi back in 1983. This particular movie is the seventh episode of the nine-part Skywalker saga. It is super hard to explain the Star Wars saga to people that have not followed it as long as I have. So if you have any questions, please just email me, karen at karenmorgan.com. I will be happy to share my Star Wars knowledge with you and bore you with all my nerd details. The Force Awakens was produced, co-written, and directed by J.J. Abrams. It is set 30 years after The Return of the Jedi. This movie brings back original cast members, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, plus a whole new 
new crop of people like Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac. I wasn't really sure what to expect when I went to go see this one. I am such a snob about the original Star Wars that I was hesitant, but they did do a good job with it. I really liked Daisy Ridley as the hero, and it was really cool to see the original cast members back again. The big Oscar winner for 2015 was Spotlight, which won Best Film and Best Original Screenplay. This had a really large cast. It had Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Lee Schreiber, John Slattery, and Stanley Tucci. The movie follows the Golden Globes Spotlight team, which is the oldest continuously operating newspaper investigative journalist unit in the United States. And this particular story was all about the child sex abuse case in the Boston area by a lot of the Roman Catholic priests. This movie is based on a series of stories by the Spotlight team that earned the Globe the Pulitzer Prize for Public Service. And the film was very well done. Other Oscar films included The Revenant, which won Best Director and Best Actor for Leonardo DiCaprio. The Revenant was based on a book called The Revenant that was written by Michael Punk. I saw this movie. I don't remember much. I'm sorry. I just remember a bear tried really hard to eat Leonardo DiCaprio. The Oscar for Best Actress went to Brie Larson for The Room. And the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor went to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it also starred Tom Hanks. It was set during the Cold War, and it told the story of a lawyer who negotiated the release of an Air Force pilot whose plane got shot down over the Soviet Union in the early 1960s. They exchanged this pilot for a man named Rudolf Abel, who was played by Mark Rylance, who was a convicted Soviet spy that was being held here. And the name of the film, Bridge of Spies, refers to the bridge where this prisoner exchange took place. The Oscar for Best Supporting Actress went to Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. The Danish Girl was based on a book by David Ebershoff, and it was inspired by two Danish painters, Lily Elby and Gerda Wagner, and it starred Eddie Redmayne as Elby, who was one of the first known recipients of sex reassignment surgery. Alicia Vikander played her partner. The Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay went to The Big Short, which was written by Adam McKay and Charles Randolph. This movie was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor for Christian Bale, and Best Film Editing. Adam McKay also directed the movie, which was based on a book by Michael Lewis that showed how the financial crisis of 2007 was triggered by the U.S. housing bubble, which kind of makes you wonder what's going on today. The Big Short starred Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt, and Melissa Leo. So let's move on to some other movies, starting with the requisite sequels series films. We had The Avengers Age of Ultron, which was the second Avengers movie and the 11th film in the Marvel Universe. Just had all the superheroes that are played by Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo and Chris Helmsworth and Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner and Don Cheadle and Samuel L. Jackson. It is just so many, so many superheroes. Sorry. Uh, Did I tell y'all I'm a Star Wars fan? Next, we have the Divergent series, Insurgent. This is the second movie in the Divergent film series that was based on the trilogy of books written by Veronica Roth. It is the sequel to the 2014 film Divergent, and they all star Shailene Woodley. Other twos, we had Pitch Perfect 2, we had 
head two. And then we had Jurassic World, which was not a two, it was a four. It was the fourth installment of the Jurassic Park franchise and the first of the Jurassic World trilogy. Again, if you're confused by series or numbers, just shoot me an email. I will try to help us both out. What you need to know about Jurassic World is that this particular one is set 22 years after the original Jurassic Park one. And this one, more importantly, has Chris Pratt in it. It is still, however, about dinosaurs that shouldn't still be here that are going to eat some people. The next two movie is actually a fourth movie, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. It is the second of two films that were based on the novel Mockingjay, which was the final book in the Hunger Games trilogy by Suzanne Collins. Good lord, this is exhausting. We had Furious 7, which was the sequel to The Fast and Furious 6. And this one is the, uh, shocker, seventh installment in the Fast and Furious franchise, starring Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and Dwayne Johnson, who is The Rock. 2015 also brought us Spectre, which was the 24th James Bond movie, and the fourth one that featured Daniel Craig as James Bond. This particular James Bond movie, called Spectre, won the Oscar for Best Original Song for Writings on the Wall that was sung by English singer Sam Smith. Now we have a couple of firsts of some series. We had Fifty Shades of Grey with Dakota Johnson, and there were two more after this one. And we had Ant-Man with Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas. This was the 12th Marvel film, but the first Ant-Man film. There was a couple of sequels that came after. One's called Ant-Man and the Wasp that got released in 2018. And a third one, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, is scheduled to come out in 2023. There were a couple of remakes in 2015. We had Mad Max Fury Road with Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. And Point Break, which really never should have been remade at all. The original Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze is the only one that should exist. And finally, we get to some non-series movies that came out in 2015. We had The Martian, which was really cool. It was directed by Ridley Scott. It had Matt Damon. It was adapted from a book called The Martian by Andy Weir. And it's about a guy who gets stranded on Mars. It's actually a really good movie. And more realistic movies based on real life, we had Woman in Gold with Helen Mirren and Ryan Reynolds. That was a great movie. Steve Jobs with Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet. In the Heart of the Sea was directed by Ron Howard and starred Chris Hemsworth. We had Everest, which was based on the events on Mount Everest in 1996. We had Joy, that was based on the life of Joy Mangano, that was played by Jennifer Lawrence and also starred Robert De Niro. All right, now for some kids' movies. We had Inside Out, which won the Oscar for Best Animated Film. This was another Pixar Disney movie with the voices of Amy Poehler, Phyllis Smith, Richard Kind, Louis Black, and Bill Hader. The movie is set in the mind of a little girl, and we get to meet her five emotions. Joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust. A very creative and fun movie. Other animated movies include The Minions, which was a spin-off prequel of the movie Despicable Me. It was directed by Pierre Coffin, who also voiced The Minions, including Kevin, Stewart, and Bob. And then it also had the voices of Sandra Bullock, John Hamm, Michael Keaton, Allison Janney, and just a 
whole bunch of other people. We also had another SpongeBob movie and another version of Cinderella. This time, Cinderella was played by Lily James. And finally, some funny movies from 2015. We had Trainwreck, which was directed by Judd Apatow and written by Amy Schumer. It also starred Amy Schumer and had Bill Hader and Colin Quinn. We had The Wedding Ringer with Kevin Hart and Josh Gad. Now, I am not a huge Kevin Hart fan, but this movie kind of made me change my mind. It was about a guy who has a business providing best man services for guys who don't have the friends they need for a wedding. It was pretty funny. We also also had the movie Pixels, which was directed by Chris Columbus. It had Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Peter Dinklage, and Josh Gad, who played these former arcade champions that come to Earth's defense when aliens try to take over the Earth using technology that was inspired by old video games like Pac-Man and Space Invaders and Centipede and Donkey Kong. Being a Gen X kid, I kind of really liked this part. And finally, we have the movie Spy, starring Melissa McCarthy, Jason Statham, and Rose Byrne. Spy was written and directed by Paul Feig. Now, Paul Feig, you may remember, created the comedy series Freaks and Geeks, which we talked about in the 1999 episode. He's also directed a lot of other movies with Melissa McCarthy, like Bridesmaids, The Heat, and the latest version of Ghostbusters that came out in 2016. So Paul Feig is another one of those very creative, funny people that continually shows up throughout this podcast. It's really kind of cool to see all these things circle back. So that was the year 2015. It was a good year for movies with The Force Awakens. It was a good year for TV with Schitt's Creek. We listened to Uptown Funk. And I got a purple bike for my birthday and did three triathlons that year with it. I still have the same purple bike today and I really don't have any plans to trade it in anytime soon. So this is the last episode of season one of the Purple Bike Podcast, which is kind of bittersweet. Starting a podcast last year was not part of my master plan in life, but neither was a global pandemic. During the past year, it's been really cool to escape and look back on all these 40 years and remember how much fun we had. The bonus part of making this podcast was that I have met some really great new friends in the podcasting community. And someday, I'm going to meet them all in person. So I will be back in September with season two of the Purple Bike Podcast. We're going to talk more about growing up in the 70s and 80s and what it was like to be a member of Generation X. If you have any special requests for episodes, let me know. You can send me an email to karen at karenmorgan.com. And also make sure to check out the websites, which are thepurplebike.com and karenmorgan.com. And the Purple Bike is also now on TikTok. Lord help us all. Thanks for listening, everybody. Y'all have a great rest of your summer, and I will see you in September.